And welcome back to the latest and greatest episode of the Shaving Points Podcast. My name is Jaden May, joined as always by my co-host, Quentin Crisco. How are we doing tonight, boy? Doing wonderful. In my parents' house, all the free food I can get, you know, Thanksgiving coming up, just saving up some room for Thanksgiving. But my name is Quentin Crisco. You can find me on Twitter at Buckistats. We are the Shaving Points Podcast. Follow the podcast on Twitter at shaving underscore points. That's PTS underscore pod. Go check out our website, www. That's worldwideweb.shaving-points.com. And check us out on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Reddit, on Facebook. We're everywhere. Yes, sir. And speaking of Thanksgiving, what's what's the best like Thanksgiving spread? Like you go up to the table at Thanksgiving, whether it's your parents' house, your in-laws, uh, maybe a random friendsgiving that they call it. But like, what are you looking for on that table? Like as soon as you walk up, I need some dark meat. I need like two different types of stuffing, at least maybe three. Uh, I need some mac and cheese, some mashed potatoes, a roll, and good roll like a good butter yeah roll. good roll um some gravy on top just pour it on top of all of it you know get it get it all in there nice i don't need many vegetables you know i, I just all, all bread and meat and cheese and that that, that has me good yeah so, so for me i'm not a big turkey guy so it's like straight to the ham every time <laughs> big old big old slab of ham and it's gotta be like that good honey glazed ham that has like the crispy edges but still like nice and juicy on the inside and then my grandma always makes like uh broccoli cheese and rice it's phenomenal we got a big old helping of that uh mashed potatoes with gravy stuffing with gravy and then like half a plate of like green bean casserole <laughs> i knew you were gonna go for the green bean casserole i love I'm- green bean casserole so it's elite like top tier like I eat more green bean casserole than probably anything else. And then obviously like <laughs> one good roll to like just at the end, like when you finished everything, you just like use it as like a sponge to like get everything. Yeah. Soak everything up. It's got all the flavor. Yeah, absolutely. And just douse that shit in pepper. <laughs> Black pepper for days. Oh, I'm excited. I got to work. So no Thanksgiving for me, but Let's see here. Pretty good weekend overall. College, I was up nine units. Pretty good weekend. TCU, 15 units. Easiest play of my life. Guaranteed the win. They got the win. No big deal. Never a doubt. It's not like they were fraudulent whatsoever. They're just such a good team. They're the best team. I mean, best record, best team. Kind of makes sense. And then... Yeah, my Mich- that Michigan pick I had was brutal. You had, you had Illinois. Yeah. Uh, that game started, and I thought Michigan was going to blow them out, and then they just stopped scoring. And then Blake Corum went out, and now they have Ohio State this week. Also, before Blake Corum went out, they have Ohio State next week. Blake Corum's by far and away their best player on their team. He went out like halfway through the second quarter. The dude already had 17 carries in the game. Were they were they really going to run this dude like 40 times before the biggest game of the year? Hey, Harbaugh would run it 40 times himself if they'd let him. 
good grief. But yeah, I mean, Michigan minus 18 didn't even get close. But uh, NFL, uh, Titans Packers over 41 and a half. That was easy. Colts plus six and a half versus Philly. I called it on the pod. I said, sprinkle that Colts money line. That that was highway robbery, what happened in that game. All they had to do was they just couldn't get Jonathan Taylor going at the end of the game to close out that game. They, they had every opportunity to close out that game versus Philly, but they covered the six and a half easily. Uh, and then I actually got Bills minus seven and a half, but I gave out minus eight on the pod. So I pushed uh, on, on my public, but technically won that one. And then Bears-Falcons. I took under 50 and a half on the pod and it lost. But my actual bet, I got it 51 right after we get done recording the pod. I bet under 51 and then I parlayed the over with the Colts and the Bills pick. And so I had a three-team parlay and then ended up pushing. So like my bank account came out so sweet at the end of Sunday. Then I had Cowboys money line at minus 115. Easiest bet of the weekend. Uh, they they could have won that game by 70. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one star or so it went out. That game was just like boat race. I don't know how much it would have mattered. They refused to run the ball. I don't know why. I don't know why you wouldn't run the ball against the Cowboys. Uh, yeah. But they just refused to run the ball. And uh, Trevon Diggs continues to be an absolute elite corner. He... He's not going for turnovers like he was last year, but he's just quietly been shutting down like every top receiver that they played. Like Jamar Chase, two catches for nine yards. Justin Jefferson, three catches for 15 yards. Terry McLaurin, one catch for eight yards. Uh, A.J. Brown, three catches, I think, for seven yards. Like he's He's been absolute like glue on these guys, and they not giving up anything. Been incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he's look good. Uh, real quick run through mine. Start with the good. New England minus three. Walk off, punt, return, touchdown. Just like I called it. Just like everyone called it. We all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. By Mar Jones, which I thought was a typo on the screen. I thought I was supposed to say Mac Jones, which I thought was just an error of someone pushing the wrong button. Because I was like, there's no way there's a guy named Mar Jones who just returned to walk off on return. Yeah. Um, Went to three phases. That's... That's it for the good. That's where the good ends. Well, also my, my late ad, I I added Dallas money line at like minus one twenty. Yeah, so I, that those two were the good. Those two the were the pod. good. Yeah, I know. I just I need a little more time to think on it. You lost a lost a little bit of money there. You yeah, I lost a little juice. I just I just like minus one twenty more than minus one fifteen. I guess yeah. I'm not very smart. I'm not good with numbers either. Um, <laughs> Now on to the mediocre Chicago plus three push. I said on the pod last week, I want it at three and a half. I wish I could get it at three and a half, but I want to put this number out on the podcast. So I, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I don't even think it ever went to three and a half. So I missed my opportunity already by the podcast to get that number. Um, Bears lost by three. So push. And then on to the bad beats here. Denver minus two and a half, two units. Entire second half, it felt like Denver was leading by three. I almost took, I almost added 
Las Vegas to my card last second, but I didn't. They were leading by three for like the whole second half. And then I stopped paying attention. The game disappears from the like restaurant I'm at. And I'm like, oh, I guess Denver probably covered. I get home and I see that they lost in overtime. And I'm just like, what? Did you see, did you see how they lost? Or no. How they lost. So they're coming out of the two-minute warning. Uh, Vegas doesn't have any timeouts. Uh, they throw the ball once. There's a minute 40 seconds left. It's third down. Russ get the scrambling outside the pocket, and all he has to do is take a sack. All he has to do is go down like Taylor Heineke did, and they they cut that down to about 57 seconds to 50 seconds, somewhere around there by the time they punt. Throws it out of bounds, three-second play. They punt with a minute 43 left. Throws it out of bounds. Didn't even try to complete it. Complete just threw it away. Didn't want to take the sack. I'm done with Denver. I'm done betting them. <laughs> I, I just I can't betting. Did you? I can't. Did you? Did you see the rumors that came out last week that he doesn't even he's calling the wrong audibles at the line of scrimmage? Yeah, because the playbook the play calls are probably the same as they were in Seattle, and he's calling Seattle audibles that aren't in their like yeah. in their language. Yeah, absolutely crazy for Mister Unlimited. Um, Mr. Unlimited. Debo Samuel just went 50 yards for a touchdown. Boom. Um, Heard it here first. And then uh, Pittsburgh plus five. Pittsburgh was right there in this game. The whole freaking second half. And then, like, the last five minutes since he just pulls away. That tore my heart out. And then on to the straight-up dumb. New York Giants minus three. That's what I get for sleeping on the Lions again. Hey, we, we, we say it over and over. If we're not careful, Lions about to make a playoff push, but yeah, if they could pull and off then, a win this week. You never know. And then Houston plus three and a half. I'm smart enough to know that any bad team in the NFL can be beaten in the pits alone, and that Washington has the guy in the pit. The guys in the pits, like yeah. I, I, that was just stupid. So that's, that's my two, four, and one week. I went five and two in college, so I was happy about that. But two, four, and one in the NFL, no bueno. Need need to get on my on my shit. Yeah. So speaking of the weekend, would you like to talk about your Chicago Bears for a second? Sure. So how is Justin Fields just like the smartest man alive? Yeah. Just play plays good enough to like everybody in Chicago's like. Yes, this guy's definitely our future. And then messes up just enough to where he's like, I'm getting my receiver. Damn it. Like, nobody's stopping me from going to get a receiver. Well, and injures his non-throwing shoulder just enough to maybe miss a few weeks and not take a few hits. Yeah, uh, for my fantasy, that would not be good. But for... Oh, he might not be starting Sunday. Yeah, um, I'm worried about that. Better go grab Trevor Simeon as fast as you can. (laughs) Gross. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, that's just gross. And it might be it might be a Mike White game too, but we'll get to that here in a second. But yeah, I mean, all in all, Bears, they're they're just as a Bears fan, you gotta you gotta be excited. I mean, the offense, yeah. offense right. with no weapons whatsoever looks confident 
I am very excited for next season because the Bears have to spend like $130 million in cash this offseason to meet the th- the three-year minimum spending. Like they, they don't have a choice. They need to go spend $130 million. Yeah. And they're, they're going to get a lot more talent on this team. It might be the worst roster in the NFL outside of quarterback right now. And they're going to have a top five draft pick, it's starting to look like. They're going to be spending money in free agency, and they're going to get talent around Justin Fields. So I am jacked up about that and the possibilities of what that means for their offense, what that means for their defense. You know, I mean, they are going to get Will Anderson, you know, like that's yeah, exciting. I don't, I don't think Will Anderson will. Unless you pick three. If you pick three, you might be able to get Will Anderson. They're they're sitting but, at two right now. We're sitting at the second pick right now? Yeah. Then you gotta trade that pick. I mean that I wouldn't be against that either, but honestly be, though, when you when you can get a top five pick, like I'm not against just using it either. Those players are special. It just depends on how much you can get, but yeah. assuming it's gonna be Brash Young and CJ Stroud, the haul you can get for one or two, which I don't don't think. If you can play it, where do they have the two you, pick right now over the Jags and Texans? Tiebreakers. I think the Texans. Who's number one right now? Texans. Or was the Texans? Yeah, Texans are one, so yeah. it must be a tiebreaker over the Jags. I thought they were sitting at four, but there was a bunch of teams tied at that same record, like all the way down to like pick eleven. But then. The Saints won, which was good. The Lions won, which was good. Bears lost, which was good. Um, and then obviously they'll that will sort itself out more so in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I mean you got to be thrilled. Yeah. And the dream scenario is like the Colts a few years ago when they traded down from like three to five. And got quit. Like Nelson. that's yeah that that's that that's the dream trade right there. So you're still in the top five, but like you get trade all these from, assets in return. Trade trade three to five, pick up next year's first, and pick up like another third or fourth this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be incredible. Then you just get Jackson Smith and Jigba at five. Yeah, two first round picks next year to pick up like an extra fifth round pick this year. Yeah, yeah, would be incredible, but. All right. Any other games you want to talk about over the weekend? Uh, Cowboys, best team in football. Uh, they're going to win that division. They they might be the number one team in the NFC. Uh, you look at the Cowboys schedule. We have the entire AFC South left, and so we have seven games. We play the entire AFC South, and then our our own division. We have Giants, uh, Philly, and Washington. So I mean, we're going six to one down the stretch. I mean. Yeah, they might, and I just cannot pound the table one, hard enough anymore that the Vikings are frauds. Six and one will be thirteen and four. I, I said it last week. I think the Eagles go twelve and five, and the only thing is that the Vikings have an easy enough schedule to where I could see them going thirteen and or uh, fourteen and three, and keeping that one seed. But I think Cowboys. I think Cowboys go thirteen and four. Yeah, I see it. I mean, I think there's a real path to that, a likely path to that. Uh, I mean, we got, I mean, assuming we lose to Tennessee, we're going to beat everybody else in the South. We're going to beat the Texans. We're going to beat the Jaguars. We're going to beat uh, – who's the other team in the South? Texans, Jags, Titans, Colts. Yeah. We'll beat the Colts. 
What did call um, Let's talk about the New England New York Jets game for a minute. That you know, that 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 shootout that they had there in Foxborough. Yeah, yeah. the Jets Jets might have the best defense in the league. I don't know. I don't know if they're better than the Cowboys. Their run defense is better than the Cowboys. Yeah, but it's a passing league. Yeah, unless you just refuse to pass the ball. And I don't know if either of them are better than the Broncos. No, the Broncos Broncos can't score more than 15 points a game. (laughs) Broncos got torched by Devonta Adams all game. And if one guy can beat you, then... That's not good. Was he was he torching him though? Well, he had two touchdowns for like nine catches and 160 yards. Okay, I, I missed a lot of the games this weekend. I remember looking at it like you you told me that he was torching him at one point, and I looked at it and his stats were like a lot of catches but not a lot of yards. He must have really come out in the second half. Well, he got the overtime touchdown where he was just wide open and nobody nobody covered him. But okay. uh, yeah, seven catches, 141 yards, and two touchdowns. Okay, yeah, he torched him. That's fair. Um, so Zach Wilson, though. And Josh Jacobs had a pretty good game against him too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But so let's talk Zach Wilson for a minute. He's bad. This, this dude might be out of the NFL in a year. Like, I don't know about he might out. just be done. Well, I mean, his attitude could get him out. Uh, yeah, but. If he wants to He's, stay in the league and he wants to act right, he can stay in the league as long as he wants. Uh, talents there and everything. But, yeah, going after the game, straight up being asked, it's like, do you do you have any intention to, uh, to apologize to your defense? And he basically wouldn't take any accountability whatsoever for yeah. the loss. And you had, like, he had, they had more punts than he had completions. He had 77 yards. And 34 of those came on one play. Like, that's insane. That's so insanely bad. They had more punts than completions. That's insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Even, I don't care about, like, the wind. Like, that's just bad. I mean, yeah, the wind was blowing for New England, too, and Mac Jones carved yeah. them up. Yeah. Like, they didn't, they didn't score, but Mac Jones had one of his Well, they also games. missed, like, three field goals. Yeah, but Mac Jones had one of his best games as a starter, like 23 for 27 for 247 yards. That's great. That's fantastic. Against a yeah. very, very good defense. And the wind was blown for them, too. It was blown the other way, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, and Mac, I mean, Zach Wilson has all the ability to be good. He's just not good. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe they get something turned around, but I mean that's a team that I know. I know they just got Zach Wilson, and not too long ago they also took um, uh, Dick Hammer's grandson. Yeah, Sam Darnold. If you got to imagine if the Bears or the Jaguars get that number two pick, you immediately make that call and see if you can go yeah. get it. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I mean, you have to. I mean, you have you have three good running backs now that you traded for James Robinson. Brees Hall looked absolutely incredible. 
uh, Elijah Moore can get you something on the open market. Shoot, you can send Elijah Moore to the Bears in a package deal as just like a little bit added juice. Like if you yeah. get two teams competing and it's like you're offering the same thing, like Elijah Moore could be what sends it over the top. I'm not saying that he's like extremely valuable, but if you're a bear, like if you're Chicago, you're like, yeah, I'll take an Elijah Moore. Like, Dude, I love uh, Elijah Moore. Uh, I think uh, he's like, I loved him as a prospect. Yeah. So it's like, if you just need a little like icing on the cake, like he'd be the perfect, perfect piece. He doesn't want to be there. And I mean, they already have Garrett Wilson. And uh, Denzel Mims, Denzel Mims, and who's that other? Uh, right, Corey uh, Davis, Corey Davis, yeah. I just, I was and uh, Braxton Berrios, too. And Braxton Berrios, yeah. So it's like, yeah, Elijah Moore, he's gonna be out, but I mean, that offense is gonna be good. Elijah Bear Tucker is gonna come back. Who knows what Makai Becton is at this point, but your offensive line's been pretty good without him. Um, yeah, I mean, and your defense is incredible and young. So it's like you're you're in one now. Like I, they they straight up remind me of the 2018 Bears with like a much worse quarterback, which is saying something. Yeah, but much better offensive skill, like offensive skill positions outside of quarterback. Yeah, probably, yeah, better, but like not otherworldly better either. Like yeah, I mean, I think Garrett pretty Wilson, similar. I think Garrett Wilson. Yeah, better. Garrett Wilson pushes it above. You're right. Yeah, I think he's incredible. I think Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Allen Robinson. That's probably fair. Yeah, that's that's basically a wash. And then uh, who's their who's their tight end? They have somebody like Uh, C.J. Zoma. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it. I I don't know. I mean, Jets Jets might make the playoffs, and they don't have a quarterback. Which at this point, do you just play Flacco? Like Flacco didn't seem like he wanted to play when he was playing, but it's like now he's do you better make than trotting out? Yeah, I mean he looked good. I mean they moved the out like. I mean he's elite. Hall was he's forever elite. Yeah, but Brees Hall was healthy. That helped when he was there. But still, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, and the Patriots. I mean they're just gonna, they're gonna play good defense. They're gonna play smart football. Um, we're gonna look up halfway through December, and they're gonna be eleven-one football team. And you're gonna be like, what the? How the hell did we get here? Scoring ten points a game. Yeah, and Matthew Judon's gonna have thirty-seven sacks. Dude, he's a monster. <laughs> I think he's. Him and Dietrich Weiss yeah. are terrifying. Like watching their their tape is just like the way those two those two like tag team is just disgusting. Yeah, I think he's at like fourteen sacks right now. Yeah, it's insane. It's I don't know if I just saw a replay. Okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, but yeah, the Patriots, they're, they're good. And the Bears beat the shit out of them, so you got to feel good about a Bear, being a Bears fan for that. Yeah. Yeah. But, all right, let's, uh, you want to hop into the Thanksgiving slate? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, first up, as usual, we have the Detroit Lions. Hosting a game at Ford Field against the Buffalo Bills. Wait, I who, thought they were the Detroit Bills now. Yeah, the Detroit Bills, who just get to stay in Detroit for back-to-back weeks. So, I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, I, I don't know how much it helps being able to go home and like have a little bit of normalcy as opposed to being on the road for an entire week. 
I feel like but, it can't help. Just like I was thinking about this a lot today too, because I was like, is that good or bad? Like, like, but like the way that they had to leave Buffalo was probably in a rush. Like yeah. there, it was probably just like a panicked rush. Probably forgot stuff. Probably like you know, are just itching to get home and to their families to you know, like whatever is there for them. Like it, it can't be good. It can't be good yeah. that they that they're there an extra week. No, and yeah, so that's kind of what I was thinking. But my mind's been playing good football here lately. So I mean, if the Bills show up like they like, if the Bills start this game like they started the game last week against the Browns, like the way the Lions' defense has been playing, the way that rookie from Michigan, what is his name, Aiden Hutchinson? Aiden Hutchinson's been, been looking good the last two weeks. Right, we we I brought it up a lot on this podcast. The the Texans taken Stingley instead of Sauce, like the Jags going um, Trayvon Walker over Aiden. Trayvon Walker, yeah, over Aiden Hutchinson is almost looking as bad now because Aiden Hutchinson yeah. is an absolute game wrecker. Yeah, he, he was a sure Walker, thing. He was a sure thing. Trayvon Walker's been looking good, but I th- every time, like every time I throw on a Jags game, he's just getting a personal foul. Like, I don't know how many personal fouls he has. I didn't know Jags games were on TV, if I'm being honest. Yeah, every time, I, every time I watch it, he's just getting another personal foul, and I'm just like, oh, okay. So, good for him, I guess. But, no, Aiden Hutchinson looks fantastic. But um, Buffalo at Detroit, we have a three-point spread. Buffalo's favored, and I think the total in this game, if I'm not mistaken, is 53 and a half. Uh, what do you got? So, Lions fans, I'm a fool. I'm a damn fool. I think I it's slept on the Lions two weeks in a row. I'm not doing it again. I, I, I got I got Detroit plus ten on the book that I use, and I am all about it. Let's go Lions. Let's go Detroit. Hey, let's let, let's go down here. that eight mile road and eat mom's spaghetti the whole walk. You know we're. We're going. We're was it one pride? That's the Detroit thing. One pride. Yeah. Let's go, Detroit. Right, this is for you. Let's go, Detroit plus ten. It. You know, you know, I'm always down for a Detroit bet. All right, next we have the New York Football Giants going to Dallas for the second game of the day. Um, we have Cowboys minus nine and total of forty five in this game. Did you bet this one? I'm staying away from this one. I can give you a reason why, unless you want to go first. I don't have this game by itself. I have a, I have a Thanksgiving Day teaser that I'm about after we go through all three of the games. I'm going to break down. But so, because the Cowboys just absolutely shit canned the Vikings. And like, one had a I'm just staying away. And and the Giants coming out coming off the loss, like short week. I know it's in Dallas on Thanksgiving. Like, that's a big deal. But, like, Cowboys are good at letdowns after big games. Every team is good at outplaying their talent after losses like that. Like, I'm just staying away. No, that's understandable. But, I mean, the Cowboys, we've last, last Thanksgiving, we played the Raiders in an absolutely all time, just horrible, horrible game. This year, uh, something different about this Cowboys team, and nine points is a lot of points. So, 
I mean, I'm probably I'm sending away did that, and then Giants can run the ball if they get Saquon moving early. That could ex- like shorten the game tremendously, and then I'm sure the Cowboys are going to be wanting to run the ball too with that Zeke and Pollard combination that has been so lethal all year. So I mean, I could see I could see 70 combined rushing attempts in this game pretty easily, and that's going to shorten the game, which I think it's hard to cover almost a double digit spread at that point. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you, um, but I'll, I'm not taking Giants plus nine either. So, yeah. uh, going on to the last game of the day, we have uh, Patriots going to Minnesota, and Minnesota's three point favorites with a total of forty two. When and I first saw this, oh god! I was gonna say you told me before that you were gonna bet it, then you had changed your mind. So yeah, when I first saw this game this morning, I was like, huh. Vikings coming off a pretty lopsided loss at home. I like them to bounce back. And then I realized after talking to you that Christian Darasaw was out, and that was a – I mean, they, they didn't have a replacement straight up. Like, I mean, credit to the guys who got the sacks while he was out too, but, like, that O-line was very susceptible the last few years. Darasaw was a major – anchor there for them this season and if he's not there i don't really trust that kirk cousins ain't taking sacks anymore especially against bill belichick who's going to be and matt judon and Dietrich weiss who we were just talking about like i am no longer betting this game i I had it on my card originally as vikings minus three i took it off once i started thinking about darasaw not playing yeah so yeah i don't blame you one bit for that I mean, the Cowboys look so damn good against them. I mean, like I said, Sam Williams looks like looks like one of the best rookies in the NFL this year. He's been absolutely incredible as a pass rusher. And then, um, of course, Michael Parsons is doing his thing. I mean, just kind of good. Yeah, just he's, he's all right. <laughs> but yeah, they're just absolutely wrecking havoc. So, and I like I like Bill Belichick to do the same. So I have. A six-game te- or a six-part teaser here for you. Six points. Um, it's every game plus the total. So starting out, I have taken the Lions teased up to plus fifteen and under fifty-nine and a half in this game. And you say under? Why wouldn't you tease it down? Because you could get the over like 46 if you went the other way with it well i'll tell you why because the lions defense has been looking really good here lately the bills are very very stingy defense i think both teams are going to be able to score a little bit but i think both defenses tighten down quite a bit i wouldn't be surprised if this is like a 24 21 game and it ends at 45. hey what week 12 like this is under season yeah this and is then, when unders start going wild. You have one of the most, like, so DeAndre Swift is fully back. Monroe St. Brown's fully back. DeAndre Swift looks incredible. Jamal Williams, you get him inside the five-yard line, and he's going to score a touchdown. So, yeah, plus catching 15 at home on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I love the lines in that spot, and I love but under 60 for a, a noon Thanksgiving game, like, Imagine going back to every Thanksgiving you've ever had 
and you throw on like as soon as you go to eat you throw on the first game it's it's usually lions bears like i feel like that game happens once every other year yeah it's always like a six hopefully i'd be on there next year it's always like a 16 13 game like nobody wants Mm -hmm. to be there like it's like this game will actually have some implications because the lions aren't dead by any means and the bills they kind of got up off the mat this past week but they struggled early so i mean josh allen did not look good throwing the football and if they don't protect him aiden hutchinson that that lions defensive line i mean they're not very good but they get after you and like i feel like they just hit hard i feel like they just they're just very aggressive one of the things I talked about in my scouting report for the Bears-Lions game on them was, like, they are just grown-ass men on the line. Like, they might they, they weren't producing, but, like, these are strong dudes. Like, country-strong dudes, you know? Yeah. They're not – you don't toss these guys around. Absolutely. So, now I love the under, and I love Lions catching 15 there. Going on to the 3 o'clock game, uh, Cowboys-Giants. So, I was just saying – I. Don't like the Cowboys minus six. I love it minus three. If they win, if they win by three, uh, it gets taken out of the teaser. So yeah, I got Cowboys minus three, and then another under here, under fifty-one. Cowboys defense looks really good. If they can't get the running game established with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, they're gonna have a real tough time scoring. They don't really have a whole lot of weapons to throw to. Uh, I think Dallas can score early and often, but. After after that game uh, against Minnesota, I just I really think that they're gonna just kind of. I'm not saying it, like take it easy by any means, but probably just run the ball more uh, and not show too much on film that they don't have to show. Going down no one wants game. to install a full game plan on a short week after a big win, like in a short week period. But and it, and it's, a, it's a it's an opponent that we know. I mean Zeke Zeke and Pollard that combination is looking so damn good right now. So I mean you you give Zeke his fifteen carries, you give Pollard his fifteen carries, and that'll net you about one hundred and sixty five yards, and you'll be fine. You'll you Cowboys win this game seventeen ten. So, under 51, Cowboys minus three, the third and fourth leg of this teaser. And then on to my absolute favorite part. Like, I say if we go into the night game with this thing still alive, I'm willing to say it's a guarantee at this point. Because ain't no way in hell the Vikings are beating the Patriots by more than nine points. So, I I got the Patriots teased up to plus nine. And this, they're not going over 48. So I have it. I have the total teased up to 48. So I'm taking under 48 Patriots plus nine. And I think that, I think that's the easiest two legs of the whole thing. Yeah. I, um, I might do a two leg of just that myself. Like I'll probably yeah. follow all six, like day so, of or something, but I might do that two like just alone. That five and a half to one right there. Easy money. Uh, Gives you action on the whole day. I think, I think we're alive going into the Patriots game, and at that point, if you wanted to hedge, uh, you could just take over, uh, over forty-two, and be good. 
or Patriots or uh, Vikings minus three. But yeah, I mean, I, I love it. Plus 550. That's yeah. be, be a nice little, good little chunk there. Going in to rivalry weekend for college football and the Sunday NFL. So yeah, absolutely love, 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 love that teaser. But moving on to Sunday, we have the Denver Broncos going to the Carolina Panthers. Do you have this one? No, thank you. I, like I said, I'm I'm done saying on Oregon to Broncos. I'm just done with them. Yeah, I so can't. I'll be quick on this one. I don't think the Broncos are good. I mean, they haven't looked good all year. Russ doesn't know he's doing in the audibles. They don't really have a running game established. Jerry Judy's not going to be back this week. Kendall Hitton looked all right for him early in that game, but nothing too crazy. So, yeah, I like I like the Panthers in this spot as a big bounce back after not really getting pummeled, but like just didn't really do much this past week against a really good Ravens defense. Um, their defense played incredible against the Ravens. One of the most unrated defenses in the NFL right now is that Carolina Panthers defense. So I think they'll be able to I think they'll be able to hold the Broncos at bay. And I think they can get Deonta Foreman going a little bit. And I don't know if Baker's starting this game or I don't know who's starting for him. That's but, a, if PJ Walker was starting I'd I'd like it more. Yeah, if PJ Walker is starting I would like it more too. I don't know who's starting. But give me the Panthers at home plus two and a half. Uh and I kind of like them I, I think that line's down to one. I I got it right before the pot at two and a half. Uh, okay, then my book might have just been trying to cheat me. Yeah, I, I'm they still do see, that. I'm still saying two and a half right now. So, Brandon and I, you yeah. touchdown machine. Um, all right. Next up on our card here, we have Cincinnati at Tennessee. Uh, do you have this one, or is it just me? I do. All right, so we have the Bengals as two-point favorites at Tennessee. Who you got in this game? So my book actually hasn't put this one out yet, which is frustrating. Um, but according to the line that I see everywhere, I like Tennessee money line. Tennessee at home. I mean, I'm a little nervous that they've been kind of on a streak here and that, you yeah. know, they might be due. But at the same time, I mean, I – if Cincinnati had Jamar Chase, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be betting this way. But they don't right now, and it took it took every bit of them to win by seven at Pittsburgh last week. Now they're going into Tennessee, second like week in a row where they're traveling. I mean, Cincinnati is close to Pittsburgh; it's not far from Tennessee, so travel traveling. But ultimately, I think this is a tough Tennessee team who is going to play a very competitive brand of football. Derrick Henry is in full-on tractor seat of season, and yeah, I don't know if they're going to stop him. I mean, Tannehill looked really good at Green Bay last year. Yeah, he did. No, that, that game kind of shocked me. I was I was thrilled to see it, but I really thought Green Bay was going to come out and win that game. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jamar Chase is going to be back for this game, but even if he's not, um, they also might be missing the running back. What is his name? Mixon? Yeah, Joe Mixon. They also might be messing him. But, no, I just like the Bengals. I feel like they're going to do the same thing they did last year. Had some bad losses early in the season. They look they look like they're dead, and they're, they're just going to rattle off a bunch of impressive wins. And I think it starts this week. I love the Bengals in this spot. 
uh, and this is also a rent line. You see this, and you're like, Bengals haven't looked good. They're two-point favorites on the road at Tennessee. Tractor Cito season. Ryan Tannehill looks good. I mean, this is the readiest line I've, I've, I've seen in a while. So I'm, I'm all over Bengals minus two here. All right, get it. I'll take the plus money on the Titans. Yeah, I'm showing plus 110 on that right now. So. Hey, plus is plus. Plus is plus. No, I was just, I was just saying. Uh, next up, we have the Atlanta Dirty Bird Falcons going to the Washington football team commanders. And we got the Falcons, uh, or we have the commanders as four and a half point favorites in this game. Do you got this one or is it just me? No, I do not want to touch this game with a 10 foot stick. All right. So I, I got the Dirty Birds in this one. I've been on the Dirty Birds in a while. They've been calling me back. Like, they're always hitting me up. Like, we miss you. And they send me that late night text, like, you up? And I'm just like, oh, you Dirty Birds. But <laughs> eventually, you got to go back to what you know. You got to go back to what you're comfortable with. And I'm comfortable with betting on the Falcons. And. Um, I know it's a toxic relationship and I know they've hurt me in the past, but there's something about them, man. Just something draws me toward them. But yeah, I just, I just don't think Washington's very good. Taylor Heineke, he's a frisky little dude. I mean, he goes out there and slings it and he drinks bush light. Like he's just like, just a cool guy. Like I would love to hang out with Taylor Heineke. And I think they're getting Chase Young back. And you're just like, oh, man, this team, like, look at that defensive line. All those first-round picks. Montez Sweat looks so good. Uh, Allen looks so good. They're, and they're getting all these people back. And Falcons are just frisky. And they're going to stay frisky. Scordell Patterson's frisky. Tyler Algier's fris- frisky. And Mariota is Mariota. I don't, I, don't, I don't really know. Drake London's been all right. But my take that Kyle Pitts is on IR. Yeah, Kyle Pitts on IR. But my take that Chris Olave is far and away better than Drake London is aging like fine yeah. wine right now. Um, so go back and check the tapes. So no, I love I love the Falcons here plus four and a half. Uh, this team they're they could lose outright or they could lose, uh, and I think they probably will lose. But four and a half. Against the Washington football team, whose offense isn't very good. Taylor Heineke kind of, he's fun. And as much as as much as much people love this Brown Robinson story, yeah, I know he got shot in the leg twice. It's incredible that he's playing. Like, why is he getting so many carries? One reason for Antonio Gibson, I just don't trust Antonio Antonio Gibson has been so much better. Yep. Can you can you put your mic like every time you move it's like going up your shirt. Oh, okay. But yeah, Antonio Gibson's like the much better running back out of the two. And although the Brown Robinson story is like very nice. It's it he, he's he's just not as good as Antonio Gibson. It's like whenever you look at the Bills, and every two weeks they're going to add another running back, but you're like, 
but your running back's fine. Like Devin Singletary's just fine. Like you, you don't need to go get Nehemiah. You don't need to go draft a Zach Moss. You don't need to go drafting James Cook. And then they they go and get these guys and do nothing with them. They just keep giving the ball to Devin Singletary. Like finally, James Cook had uh, had his I guess coming out game. I, I have 15, 15 carries, uh, ninety three yards this past week. So yeah, but anyway, that was a that was a long tangent. Falcons plus four and a half. Um, I get why you like it. I mean, I think the Falcons can cover probably about against any team in the NFL right now. But also, I think the the Commanders can beat any bad team in the NFL right now. I think the Falcons are a bad team. <laughs> you know, it's like I just I, I can't. That's why I'm staying away. No, understandable. Okay, so next up, I, I know you have this one because I don't have it. We have the Houston Football Texans going down to Miami. I think this is a 15-point spread. I'm not I positive. I got it 12 and a half. So 12 and a half point spread. Miami is obviously the favorite uh, to a Tungvaloa MVP season. What do you got in this game? Houston can't score. Straight up, Davis Mills cannot score you points. And Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson – can score you a lot of points with two attacking. I don't want to throw them in the football. They can score. Yes, yes, they can. Score. I'm taking Miami minus 12 and a half. I think this is going to be a blowout. I think, I mean, I I just don't see how Houston scores enough points to cover this. I agree 100%. So, that, so I'm pretty sure I saw this game at 15. No, it's 12. I'm, I'm not, put that on my card. Give me Dolphins minus 12. It's on there. That's a consensus pick. We are. Nine and five on consensus picks this year. I almost want to take what's what's the Miami team total on that too? Let me look at the Miami team total. I might I might just jump on that real quick too. Already. Yeah, I mean they're coming off a bye too. Like I mean, there's just a lot to like in this game. Uh, Miami team total. Uh, Miami team total twenty nine and a half. Give me give me over twenty nine and a half. Miami team total. Okay. Because I, I think Jeff Wilson gets a touchdown. I think Remy Hamas gets a touchdown. Then you got to get Tyree Kill a touchdown. And then you got to get Jalen Waddle a touchdown. And then from there, you got to kick a couple of field goals because you got to keep Jason Sanders happy as well. So, yeah, Miami team total over 29 and a half. And it's MVP season for Tua, even though he's obviously not going to get the MVP because Patrick Mahomes is. Still very much Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But, it, it, I mean, Tua will become the new Russell Wilson, where in like five years from now, he'll have a bunch of good seasons. He might win a Super Bowl. Everybody's like, oh, can you believe he's never won a, he's never even got a single MVP vote? And you're like, well, yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's like, during Russ's career, it's like, yeah, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning. Like, yeah, I mean, he's been good, but. Yeah. I mean, don't forget Mike White. Yeah, Mike White. Never forget Mike White. <laughs> but, yeah, Miami team total over 29 and a half. Absolutely love that pick. Might be my favorite pick of the week, and I just now saw it live on the podcast. So, you're welcome to that. All right, next up, we have the Chicago Bears going to New York in what should be an absolute thriller of a game. Um, 
Jets are four and a half point favorites. The total is at 41 and a half here. And you do not have this, correct? I do have this. Oh, you do have this. Okay. So what do you okay. get on this? I'm going against the beloved. I got Jets minus four and a half. Jets minus four and a half. I think there is serious question whether Justin Fields plays in this game. If Trevor Simeon is a quarterback, that that defensive line is going to score at least two touchdowns for the Jets. And I don't know that the Bears score a point. Yeah, so I have Chicago plus four and a half on this. I haven't bet it yet. If Justin Fields doesn't play, I will not take Chicago plus four and a half. But one of my favorite plays of the week is under 41 and a half in this game. Even if Justin Fields does play, I don't think he's going to do what he's been doing. He kind of sh- kind of slowed down a little bit. And like He's dealing he, with he, a hamstring and a shoulder. Like he's not, he, he's getting hit too much and it's he's not he, right. He was still good last week. And I mean, you can't, you can't expect 150 yards rushing every week from him. So but he mean, also got sacked multiple times within three seconds against arguably the worst defensive line in the NFL. Yeah. So, you just never know. But then, they played really well against uh, the Cowboys. Very strong defensive line. They played really well against a very strong New England defensive line. Yeah. So, it's not saying that they can't show up for him. But at the same time, he was playing out of his mind. And I just don't think that can continue. Especially against a defense as good as the Jets. And then, if Zach Wilson plays this game, they might not score a point. This might be a zero-zero tie. And uh, I mean, well, if we're giving the Jets D line fourteen, so. yeah, if Trevor Simeon plays, but yeah, I'm taking under forty-one and a half. Absolutely love that play. I'll, I'll take that. Whether whether or not Justin Fields plays is irrelevant to my under. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not betting Chicago if Justin Fields doesn't play. So that's that's a little asterisk there. But as of right now, I think I think he's playing. So I got Chicago plus four and a half in that game against the Jets. And then last game we have is Green Bay going to Philadelphia. Philadelphia seven point favorites in this game after struggling big time against the Colts, pulling it out at the very end after coming off a Monday night football loss to the Commanders. Um, and they are seven point favorites at home to the Packers. Who do you got in this game? I got Philly minus seven. I'm all I'm I'm on so many favorites this week. It makes me sick, but that's the way I'm seeing the board. You got to go with it. You know, I mean, I, I think Green Bay is done. Or two. I, I mean, they're packing it up. I think they're they're toast. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is fully invested in this season. I don't think his teammates are fully invested in him, and I don't think they're going anywhere. And I think Philly is fully invested in what they're doing and who they got at home against Green Bay, I think they're going to torture him. Yeah, so my thing is with this one, I think Green Bay is close to doing that. I think if they lose this game, all hope is officially lost. I think there's still a sliver of hope left. Christian Watson's been playing out of his freaking mind. Um, Aaron Rodgers has actually been playing pretty well. So I actually, I love the Packers in this spot, plus seven. I think if they run the ball early and often with Aaron Jones, so it – if they if they really truly are giving up on the season, Aaron Rodgers giving up. That means it's AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones all day, which might be their best recipe to win anyway. Yeah. So, one thing that like 
and their defense is, and their and their defense can be good. So I mean, I think if they can stay on the field, keep Philly's defense on the field, and then keep their defense off the field and fresh. I mean, just or Jalen Hurts hasn't looked good these past two weeks. And I think if they can get a running game established and going, they can very easily cover the seven here. And if what you're saying is true, that Aaron Rodgers is checked out, then they're going to run the ball. And that's their best recipe to win anyway. So, well, so yeah. one of the factors here for me with this is Philly shut Jonathan Taylor down the entire second half last week. Yeah, they did. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not sure that they're like, I mean, I, I was worried about their run defense and now I'm suddenly feeling much better about it because well, I had a parlay that, with that two legs had already hit and I just needed Jonathan Taylor to hit his 89 rushing yards and I would have hit like a six to one parlay. And instead, Jonathan Taylor couldn't get the 25 yards I needed from him in the second half and he kept getting stonewalled and runs for losses and like just, I mean, that Philly defense shut him down. Yeah, but I think I think the the Colts not having a second guy to kind of take off a little bit of the strain from Jonathan Taylor hurts them a little bit in that aspect. And I think two guys that run as differently as Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon do, they don't want to have that one two combination. Uh I mean, you look at Washington and like between Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson they were both successful in their own right. So, I mean, I think that plays a big factor in it too, having two guys with different running styles that are uh, always, always fresh. I think that helps. And I mean, I think a lot of that, like we said a couple of weeks ago with uh, Jeff Saturday, it's like they shortened the playbook. Goodness gracious, Kittle. They shortened the playbook and they just, they didn't change anything up. And once you know the looks and you know how it's coming and where it's coming from, Philly's got the dudes to stop them. So I think if I think if the if the Colts would have been a little bit more creative with their runs, maybe done a little bit more play action, a little little here, a little there, I think they could have won the game. I think they lost that game due to an experience, honestly. It's possible. It's possible. But I still like the Eagles in this spot. Yeah. Yeah, give me the Packers plus seven to round up my card. So I got I got my Thanksgiving Day teaser plus five fifty. I got Panthers plus two and a half, Bengals minus two, Falcons plus four and a half, Chicago plus five and a half, and under forty one and a half in that game. I have Packers plus seven. I have Miami team total over twenty nine and a half, and I have Miami minus twelve. And then I got Tennessee money line at plus one ten. Miami minus 12 and a half, New York Jets minus four and a half, Philly minus seven, and Detroit plus 10. Love it. All right. So, you want to talk a little bit of college football rivalry, rivalry, rivalry weekend? Yeah, let's do it. I think you're going to do most of the talking because my research is not up to date for this week yet, but let's hear it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, probably the biggest game of the year. I, I, Maybe you could say the biggest game of the year was Tennessee versus Georgia, which ended up being kind of meaningless because Tennessee just got their brakes blown off them by South Carolina this past week. But we have Ohio State, the Ohio State University, versus the Michigan Wolverines. And I was expecting this line to be much, much, much closer. It's eight-point spread in favor of Ohio State at home versus Michigan. 
I, I said earlier in the podcast, I don't know if Blake Corum's going to be out or not, but if Blake Corum's out of this game, uh, I love this even more. But this is me just – I picked him at the beginning of the season. I have my future on him. I can't not take him. And it's, it, it kind of hurts taking him at this big of a spread, but I got to take Ohio State minus eight here. Uh, I think C.J. Stroud's the best quarterback in the country. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best wide receiver in the country. Trevion Henderson's running the ball again at a very high level. Their defense is starting to play a little bit better. Talia Tungvaloa is a very good quarterback. Maryland's got a pretty good offense, and they got they got torched early, but they were able to rein them in in the second half. And also, the the passing game for Maryland is light years better than Michigan. If Michigan can't run the ball this game, they they might lose by thirty. But if Blake Horan plays and they can run the ball, then I might be in trouble with this one. But I can't not take them. I got my future on them. I, I love this offense. I love this team. I love CJ Stroud. Like, just got to do it. Just I think that's not, that, that sounds like a good bet to me. I mean, after the names I listed off last week of Michigan's wins, and then Illinois, they could only beat by, like, yeah. Eight seems small to me here. Yeah. But yeah, I love Ohio State in the spot. Next, we have the Clemson Tigers, one of the loudest fan bases on the internet. At home, 14.5 point favorites to South Carolina. A South Carolina team that just dog-walked Tennessee. And we saw Spencer Rattler be the Spencer Rattler we thought he would be last year at Oklahoma, where he was the Heisman favorite going into the season. And just shut the bed. You got his job selling by Caleb Williams and then transfers to South Carolina. And then I said it in the offseason. I said, watch out for the South Carolina team. I said, Spencer Rattler, he can be good. He, he's going to get this thing rolling for him. Hasn't really been all that good all year. But my God, did he look good last week. And just declared for the draft. So he's not staying. He, he basically said, I'm not staying next year no matter what. I'm just going to try my luck. Wherever I get drafted, I get drafted. And then he goes and just puts his nuts on the table. Absolutely balls out. Uh, I think four touchdowns, uh, 450 yards, just absolutely stupid stat line. And then now he gets to go add to his resume, going to Clemson. Clemson has what many consider to be a top five defense in college football. I just, I think Spencer Rattler is just, he might have unlocked himself. He might have finally got, got, that monkey off his back, as you would say, to really just take over and lead a group of men. So I'm, I'm taking South Carolina here plus 14 and a half. Uh, I mean, I know it's, I know you should never react to what happened the week before, but I just, I don't think Clemson's very good. And I, I don't think South Carolina's very good either, but I, I just think. I think if Spencer Rattler can play half as well as he did this past week, I think they could cover this all day, every day. So, yeah, South Carolina plus 14 and a half. And this is, this is a very sneaky, like, very much, like, heated rivalry. Like, these two teams hate each other. Hate each other. So, yeah, I, I love that 14 and a half points there uh, for the dog. The next I have, I have TC minus 10. Uh, Three-unit play here. They're, they're not going to... They're not going to not cover this game. TCU is the best team in the country. Um, they're, they're, they may never lose again. They're so freaking good. Who uh, they got? The versus Iowa State. 
Okay. Ohio State's coming to them. Yeah, they're, they're the they're the best team best team in the country. Uh, they're never going to lose again. So yeah, TC minus ten. It's a guarantee. I promise you, they will they will not not cover this game. Um, they're absolutely going to win. If you want to, I could put another fifteen units on on the the money line this week, but I think they're like minus three eighty. So um, I don't know how much value would be there, but yeah, minus ten. Best team in the country. Uh, they're not going to lose. So, yeah, it's guaranteed. Like, there's no way they don't win this game. There's no way they don't cover this game. I can't see a scenario in my head where they don't win and cover this game. So, yeah, TC minus 10. Lock of the okay. year. Lock of the century. They're not going to lose. And then okay. uh, we'll talk about the Egg Bowl real quick. I didn't bet it. Uh, I think it's a two-point spread right now. Uh, Ole Miss at home versus Mississippi State. Mississippi State's going to win that game. Ole Miss isn't good. Uh, Lane Kiffin's about to take the Auburn job. He doesn't care about Ole Miss anymore. So, uh, yeah, I like I like Mississippi State in that one. Uh, Iron Bowl, which was probably like the least important Iron Bowl in 25 years. Uh, 22 and a half point spread in that game with Bama and Auburn. Probably Bama, but... Nobody wins that game by 22 points, so maybe you take Auburn. It's it's close every I'd year. I'd stay away. I'd just Auburn, stay away. Auburn was so bad last year, and they almost won outright. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, some other rivalry games we got this weekend. Baylor at Texas. It's not really a rivalry game, but I think that's an yeah. eight and a half point spread. Um, but... It should be a good weekend of college football. One of the best weekends of college football is Thanksgiving Day weekend, rivalry weekend. So I absolutely love uh, Texas Tech, two and a half point underdogs at home versus OU to close out the season. So NC State, North Carolina could be interesting. NC State doesn't have their quarterback. Uh, oh, still? Yeah, uh, he, he ain't coming back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it would would have been a good game, but. When North Carolina losing last week and then NC State just not having their quarterback, uh, not a whole lot of juice in that game, which is disappointing yeah. because that's that's another heated rivalry that doesn't really get talked about. We do have – oh, one game we do have to talk about that's very important for the college football playoff scenarios is USC versus Notre Dame. So Notre Dame is very simply – been very good this year after people kind of buried them earlier in the season. They did lose a Marshall that game. If they didn't lose a Marshall, they're sitting right now at nine and two and playing a USC team that's ten and one. And then like their other two losses, they lost to they lost to a very good Ohio State team by eleven points. Then they lose to Marshall and they lose to Stanford. Like Marshall and Stanford are both bad losses. They should have won both of those games. But like, assuming they win both those games, like this would be this would be a game to like whoever wins this game probably gets into the college football playoff. And so, yeah, take away Notre Dame's two really bad losses, and this is one of the biggest games of the year. But they did lose those games. You can't change history. But USC at home, five point favorites versus Notre Dame. I don't know. I think Notre Dame's gonna win this game outright. Like I know Caleb Williams has looked good. I know Caleb Williams is probably 
right there with CJ Stroud as Heisman favorite right now. He might have even taken that over with his UCLA performance. And then with a big big time performance this weekend against Notre Dame, he could really solidify that spot. But then at the same time, CJ Stroud is a monster game versus Michigan. He basically wins it no matter what. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's that's gonna be a damn good game. That might be the best game of the weekend, honestly. LS. Yeah, it got me like just thinking about it. I, I didn't realize it was going to be played till just now, but like that, that's going to be fun. And then Vanderbilt versus Tennessee. Vanderbilt on a little hot streak right now, dude. I've, so I've I've bet Vanderbilt the last two weeks on the side, like because I, I didn't trust actually putting Vanderbilt on my board, and I didn't know how to defend it to you on this show either. But oh, I, I love Vanderbilt the past two weeks, dude. They, um, uh, they, they've won me money two weeks in a row. Yeah, so 14.5 point underdogs to Tennessee. Tennessee lost Hendon Hooker, which is unfortunate. Hendon Hooker was going to be a first-round draft pick. And he's 23 years old with a torn ACL, which sucks. Really sucks. He's been so good all year. Like, I just feel so badly for that man. And at least in today's world, you can... You can come back from ACL much easier than you could in the past. So hopefully he doesn't lose too much money off that deal because that sucks. But with that being said, I'm sure they're going to have quite a few guys not playing in this game. Hendon Hooker's out and 14 points for, for a team like, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming Tennessee is going to be probably nine or 10. And Vanderbilt has a chance to knock off a top 10 opponent at home to become ball eligible for their first three wins season in the SEC in like 30 years, for their first time being ball eligible in like 33 years. Like, it's Jay Cutler, I thought. Did Jay Cutler not get it done there? I don't think they ever got ball eligible. I think they. So what Jay Cutler would have been about oh like five, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. So I mean, they might not have. I, I just I thought they did. I want to say I want to say it was their first time being ball eligible, but maybe not. Maybe six one season because sometimes five one teams get get a make a bowl game depending on. So maybe maybe first six one season, but anyway, I could be wrong too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think Jalen Hype plays this game for Tennessee and Vanderbilt has a chance to go ball eligible, go three and five in the SEC. And they just have a chance to beat their most hated rival. Like Tennessee is very loud and obnoxious. And I, I don't know how many fans Vanderbilt has, but I mean, they're an SEC team. Like they're going to have at least some juice over there. Like they're going to have some Dude, school. Are you kidding me? Those kids are going wild for Vandy football right now. Yeah, that stadium is going to be packed to the brim. Tennessee is going to have uh, multiple players out, I'm assuming. Like, well, if you're a guy like Jalen Hyatt right now, who's probably a – you've solidified yourself as a top wide receiver in this upcoming draft. You've just lost your quarterback. You have literally nothing to play for. You're, you're going to be in a New York's New Six Bowl, basically, no matter what. Like, And do you even play the ball game at that point? I don't know. I mean, I'm – I'm a big advocate of like, if it doesn't matter and you have money to be made in the NFL, why the hell would you play in a bowl game where you're not getting paid to play? 
and a lot of people hate that tape like well oh, it's college football it's the last time you go out there with your boys like yeah you can go out there with your boys you can have a great time sit sit your ass on the sidelines because you're about to sign a 20 million dollar check like i don't know that's just me but i mean that ain't too bad when it's 20 million dollar check it, it but it, i also think if you're a projected like third or fourth round guy like it can't hurt you to play yeah and if you get if you get hurt the difference between third round money and fifth round money is basically nothing so even if you drop a little bit at that point in the in the draft like all you can do is improve your position but if you're a top 50 pick you absolutely don't play that's just my opinion yeah yeah but, i agree protect yourself get your money yeah protect and your mentals and protect your chickens yeah maybe in a couple of years where they're making close to nfl money for the the top guys in college football maybe that changes it i don't know but i also like bowl season because if you do have a team like alabama or not alabama there that's a bad example they're always in the playoff but if you have a team with a lot of talent that's leaving then you get to see basically who's up who's up next for you next year so i mean i like that aspect too being able to see some young guys that next man up yeah getting their first action so no um yeah i i I might i might might just take that vandy money line and just ride ride that line i'll do it if you do it hey let's do it commodores baby commodores sleep on the commodores don't sleep on the commodores don't sleep on the lions it's thanksgiving week go out there feast and we're all thankful for gambling we're all thankful for nfl we're all thankful for college football it's a great time to be alive uh college football is at his absolute peak nfl is getting we're getting we're getting some clear signs of what's going to happen in the nfl so very exciting very exciting time and eat a lot of food drink a lot of beer watch a lot of football and after you eat all that turkey Whatever you do, don't sleep on them lions. Don't do it.